The accounting firm of Haynes, Eisenbarger, and Skiba presents the 24th College Football Hall of Fame season of Fighting Irish Preview. And now, the Banditos' fresh made daily kickoff with your host, Phil Halk. Since Lou Holtz rode off into the sunset in 1996, Notre Dame has struggled to return to college football's club elite. Bad seasons, okay seasons, pretty good seasons, and some really good seasons have piled up. But none of them have been really elite seasons. And along the way, there have been benchmark games. The 2007 Sugar Bowl, the 2012 BCS Championship, and the 2018 CFP Semifinal were all such games. And the Irish lost them all by an average of 27.2 points. The message was clear. Nice season, Notre Dame, but you're not yet a member of club elite. But I thought the Irish were making progress because by 2018, with my eyes, I was seeing bigger, stronger, faster athleticism on the field. And after that season and another year of recruiting such talent, combined with Brian Kelly's new post-2016 player-friendly coaching style and another year in the weight room with Matt Bayless, the Irish faced another benchmark game. In game three of 2019, At number three, Georgia, out of the gate, the Irish played swarming and disruptive defense and held a lead into the third quarter. Whoa, the Irish were passing the eyeball test. That day, Ian Book and company got themselves into a position to tie or win the game with a drive in the last two minutes. Alas, it was a bridge too far, and the bid to enter club elite ended on the Georgia 38-yard line and the clock ran out. And that brings us to the Clemson game, November 7th, 2020. For months, Irish fans had the date circled. For weeks, Brian Kelly had publicly spoke of it. And last Saturday, when Ian Book and company were faced with a two-minute drill to get the Irish to overtime, they nailed it like an elite team. And in overtime, the Irish answered Clemson's quick score with a score of their own, just like an elite team. And after scoring first in the second overtime, the Irish defense slammed the door on Clemson, just like an elite team. Final score, ND 47, Clemson 40. Welcome, Notre Dame football, to Club Elite. Whatever it takes, I love Banditos with three Fort Wayne locations, Waynedale, Georgetown, and Glenbrook Commons. Banditos is fresh made daily. Now, stay tuned for Fighting Irish Insight. From America's foremost authority on Notre Dame football, Tim Priester, senior editor of irishillustrated.com. After these words from Haynes, Eisenbarger, and Skiba, Sher McCulloch Auctioneers, and Flight by Yingling. Only 2.6 grams of carbs and 95 calories. Raise the bar. This is Fighting Irish Preview. The University of Notre Dame exemplifies dedication to hard work, integrity, and personal values, which result in success in the classroom and on the football field. The professionals at Haynes, Eisenbarger, and Skiba, like Notre Dame, know the same dedication, and their experience and expertise provide peace of mind for you and your business. Tax planning, tax compliance, auditing, business valuation, and estate planning, the full-service accounting firm of Haynes, Eisenbarger, and Skiba, like the Irish, has what it takes to help you achieve success. 
Located in Fort Wayne near Jefferson Point, Haynes, Eisenbarger, and Skiba proudly supports Notre Dame football and congratulates all those who are a part of the greatest tradition in all of sports. Go Irish! This is Art Salzberg. I don't endorse everybody, but I've found a company that I think provides a great service. The company is Shearer McCulloch, and what they do is targeted specifically for seniors, people who may be thinking about downsizing and are overwhelmed by the thought of what it's going to take. Shearer McCulloch will pack you up, move you, and then sell your house and everything that's left. Now that's the most comprehensive relocation service anywhere and what I call in sports terms covering all the bases. Sharon McCulloch uses an international auction platform to make sure your possessions are seen by the right buyers. They're looking to get top dollar from people who have an interest in the special treasures you've collected over the years. Sharon McCulloch is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau and highly recommended by leading retirement communities and law firms. If Sharon and I decide to make a change in lifestyle, we'll be calling Sharon McCulloch at 441-8636. That's 441-8636. We trust them and we know they'll make things easy and profitable. Introducing Flight by Yingling, the next generation of light beer. For those who don't follow trends, but craft them. Flight by Yingling is 12 ounces of uncompromised refreshment from America's oldest brewery. With only 2.6 grams of carbs and 95 calories, this is premium refreshment, six generations in the making. Don't just raise a glass, raise the bar. Flight by Yingling, now available wherever beer is sold. DG Yingling and Sun Incorporated, Pottsville, Pennsylvania. Please enjoy responsibly. Now back to Fighting Irish Preview with your host, Phil Halk. Tim Priester, when Kyron Williams went 65 yards on the, the second play, actually the first real play because the first one was a penalty of the game, did you flash back to Eric Pennick going 85 yards against USC in 1973? Because I did. Will the play oh. be remembered as big as that one? Yeah, but I, I looked at it differently because that came late in the game. That was the decisive run by Panic. This one, I knew we had a long way to go with the game. So I didn't feel quite as quite as positive about that. But it was a great start. And, uh, you know, Notre Dame really from start to finish, I thought they were they had, they had were the better team on the defensive line, the better team on the offensive line. Uh, they won the turnover battle. They won third down. And they won special teams. Um, that's how good Clemson is because it, it takes all of that to, to squeak out a win in, in double overtime. But I thought Notre Dame uh, played extremely well, had a gap there where they couldn't do as much as they wanted to offensively. But I thought Notre Dame was a better team, and they deserved to win the game. Well, like the Pennock play, that's a play that uh, I think will be watched over and over again. And uh, you're right. It, it kind of depends on where Notre Dame goes from here, but I think it's one that's going to be remembered for quite some time. It, what a way to start the game. Now, on the offensive side of the ball, no one came up bigger in this game, of course, than Ian Book. Signature game for Ian Book. 22 of 39, 310 yards, another 68 running uh, he made clutch plays all night, one big mistake play uh, to go with that, but uh, far outweighed by the good play. Was this his best game? And considering he's 27-3 and three as a starter, where does he stand uh, among the great quarterbacks of the last 50 years or so? Well, it was definitely his best game. I, I, I don't think anything really comes close just because of the magnitude of it uh, as far as where he and, and I want to say that that raises the bar for how he has to play now for the balance of his career. As far as where he stands 
among the greats. I just think, Phil, that that story is still yet to be written. Um, you know, he's got to take them to the playoffs and they're in a pretty good position to do that. Certainly now, if they can just hold serve through the rest of the, the regular season, but you know, I, he still has a lot to prove to who determines that, you know, I mean, I think he's got a lot to prove to Notre Dame fans, but that was, a, that was an absolute necessary step for him to be uh, considered among, among the greats. And, you know, uh, your record uh, as a starting quarterback counts for a lot, especially now that they beat Clemson. Well, championships count for even more. Uh, so he's not quite on Mount Rushmore yet, but he he could get there. And, and of course, you know, we had talked for weeks leading up to this game. The receiving core needed to step up if the Irish were going to have success against Clemson. Uh, Javon McKinley, 5 for 102, including a diving 45-yarder. What what flipped the switch with this young man? And, uh, you know, a few more games left in his career, although he may come back, who knows. How good can he be? Because having a big body like that out there, I, I, I like players like that. To be very honest, Phil, I'm not really sure what did flip the switch. I mean, he kind of, I don't want to say went through the motions early in his career, but he wasn't making an impact. He wasn't impressing the coaching staff. And somewhere along the line, he wanted to be great. And I don't know that he, you know, I don't know that physically he has all the tools of, um, you know, a lot of the wide receivers that we're talking about with all-time Irish heroes this season. But, um, you know, he certainly has emerged as a, like the diving 45-yarder that I really, I thought they were going to overturn. He wouldn't have made a play like that early in his career. He wasn't in a position to do it because they weren't putting him on the field. But he's become a big play receiver now for them, and there's no reason why he can't be the back shoulder guy. Uh, still has to prove himself in the red zone like all of Notre Dame's whiteouts, but he has really become – when you do that against Florida's cornerbacks – I'm sorry, Florida State's cornerbacks and Clemson's cornerbacks, you're arriving. He's definitely arriving. Yeah, and that back shoulder thing can be a huge weapon moving forward. Now, another wide receiver guy who I really like, and I've I've been kind of high on him for a while, and I think you have too, and that's Avery Davis. Uh, caught obviously caught the two biggest passes of his of his career uh, in the game tying drive. Tim Avery Davis has great speed and athleticism. Can he become the downfield threat that the Irish have been looking for? Well, he's, you know, he's more of a slot receiver, so they don't run those guys deep often, although he certainly did in the end of the regulation and came up with a huge play. Um, you know, that was a, during throughout the pandemic and all the stories that we were creating when we had no spring practice. Avery Davis was our our offensive wild card. And, and I, the reason I felt that way was because I he's stronger than Lawrence Keyes, the other slot receiver, and, and Keyes has had some other physical issues. But I thought Davis would emerge just because of the strength and he was older and more mature. And, uh, boy, did they, they needed that big play at the end of the game. That, you know, who's expecting a 53-yard completion in, in the final minutes of regulation? You just figure that Clemson's not going to give up a big play like that. But they were missing three of their, their starting defensive backs at that point. So they were vulnerable. Ian Book hit them, and uh, Avery Davis got open for a huge play. And I might add that you predicted him last week as the Aspen Mortgage key player 
of the game in advance. So uh, you nailed that one. Now, Tim. Well, the matchup was right, Phil. Yeah. Him against safety was a mismatch, and they finally made it work. Yeah, he made it work. Now, Tim, the offensive line, I mean, you talk about physicality. I mean, it's been on both sides of the ball, but let's talk about the offensive line. Clearly won the battle in the trenches with Clemson. And uh, take those guys one at a time. Start with Eichenberg, work to your right, and just give me a couple of words about each and what their prospects would be on the next level. Start with Liam Eichenberg. Well, Eichenberg is absolutely a potential first-round draft choice as a left tackle. He's just He continues to get better and better. Aaron Banks, I think, is playing his best football this year. Uh, he has another year of eligibility. Maybe they can entice him uh, with the left tackle spot uh, in 2021. Jared Patterson has gotten much stronger, has gotten much better, is now pushing people around. And I think in a lot of respects has become a uh, somewhat of a dominant center. Tommy Kramer, again, playing his best football, without a doubt, the biggest dude on that offensive line in terms of height and weight. And Robert Haynes is just more of a technician and the leader of the group. Well, and just add, you know, add the blocking of those tight ends and and uh, Kyron Williams and pass protection, uh, picking up those blitzes and and the blocking has just been tremendous by the offense. All right, defensive effort. The Irish did in fact give up forty points, but uh, there was a lot to like about this defensive effort. Dalen Hayes is playing big. Had the big sack in overtime. That well, I came out of my seat. Uh, Drew White uh, played terrific. Owusu Koromoa, the leading tackler, two. I mean, the guy had a season, two forced fumbles, nine tackles, uh, the return for the TD, uh, just tremendous. Named the National Defensive Player of the Week. Uh, uh, and Travis Etienne was held to 28 yards on 18 carries. But let's focus on the play of the corners because that play was a little uneven. Nick McLeod, freshman Clarence Lewis, and Tariq Bracey. Uh, Bracey in particular uh, had – there were some glitches in his game. Where do the Irish stand at cornerback? Uh, it's it's a little precarious. You really only have three options right now. It's McLeod, Lewis, and Bracey. Bracey will bounce back. You know, it, it, you're on an island as a corner, and he had a bad game, and it went with Lewis at that point. ETN, 18 carries, 28 yards. Just a phenomenal performance by Notre Dame's defense. And I don't believe that you mentioned a guy that, in addition to Ian Book and and uh, Javon McKinley raising the bar that they now have to play up to, Shane Simon, uh, the, it, it's not even close. That was such his best game. Nothing else comes close to that. He's now raised the bar, not only in his performance. I thought his body language, which as a, as a former coach, I put a lot of value in body language. His body language was so good and so confident in that game. Now, hopefully those are three guys that have, have completely raised the bar of their play moving forward. Well, you know, last week we kind of dissed Shane Simon a little bit on this show, if you recall. At least I did because I was calling for uh, Jack Kaiser to get more play uh, because Simon wasn't uh, doing his job. I think he heard our show because he was just terrific. Now, Tim, after the 2016 uh, we all remember, we all know the story. Brian Kelly made wholesale changes, including the revamp of his strength and conditioning program, um, hiring Matt Bayless to run it, and it seems to have paid enormous dividends. How big of a factor has that strength and conditioning program been in Notre Dame's success? Uh, I know recruiting plays into it, but we are just have become more physical than everybody else. 
Yeah, and and I, uh, you're like me, Phil, and we're from the same generation. We love that physicality and 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 having an offense that's predicated upon the running game, and that's what they have now. Now you're going to lose guys from that offensive line, so next year it's not going to be as dominant. But man, oh man, what it's just it's so great to see Notre Dame. They out physical Clemson. Who would have thought that that was possible two years ago? Now Clemson's in a little bit of a transition. Their offensive line is a little bit more finesse and more of a pass blocking offensive line. And their defensive line is young and, 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 and banged up. But Notre Dame was the dominant physical team. Matt Bayless, the strength and conditioning coach, is the key behind this. It's been something that has been improving year after year. And it's now reaching a peak with that veteran offensive line with 140-odd combined starts now. Yeah, it's kind of like the perfect storm, but uh, Matt Bayless certainly has played into it. I want what he's given, no doubt about it. Uh, another area is the mental performance training. Tim, can you comment on on just what an impact that is? Dr. Amber Selking, I believe is her name, who's yeah. consulting with the players constantly. That was something else Brian Kelly implemented. And it does seem that in the last couple of years uh, – the attitude has just been outstanding on the on this team. Well, it's the old uh, Air Parsegan phrase, no breaking point. And that's what they've learned to have. And Dr. Amber Selking has done a tremendous job with the players, but she's done a great job with Brian Kelly as well. He consults with her. She's around a lot of his, you know, his speeches to the team. And she knows the the key points and the the things that 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 athletes respond to. So She's a tremendous sounding board for Brian Kelly as well as the players. And they don't have a breaking point because they just don't allow themselves to get too high and too low with, with successes and failures. So I think it's all part of the traits that Brian Kelly talks about. And I think it's really at the very foundation of everything that they've done since the start of the 2017 season. Yeah. A lot of great things were done after 2016. Sometimes it, takes a near disaster to create that sort of change. One quick hit, Tim. See if you can answer this in about 10, 10 seconds. How good is this Notre Dame team? Can they win a national championship? With the physicality that they showed on Saturday, I now believe that that's, they're capable of, of doing that, as long as Ian Book and a couple other guys continue to play to that level. All right. That sounds good. That's, that's what we're here for. Thanks, Tim. Coming up, it's the all-time Irish hero. Key to an Irish victory, injury report, and the world-famous Irish Illustrated prediction. And during the break, it's the Fighting Irish Fact of the Week, brought to you by Ron Wise and the Wise Insurance Agency. This is the 348th edition of Fighting Irish Preview. Shining the light into my room. Oh, I'm sure the morning sun can eliminate my gloom. If it shine a little light into my room, all I want is some sunshine. Sunshine, shining through these windows of mine, and I want it to be easy, easy. Your 
clear choice is Bushy's. Treat each house as if it was your own. Our mission statement at Bushy's Windows, Doors, and Remodeling. Hi, I'm Jim Bushy. At Bushy's, we're proud of our home improvement products that we offer, and we are even more proud of the award-winning installers who will come to your home. Right now, take advantage of our 12-month 0% interest payment plan, and estimates are always free. So call Bushy's at 456-1247, stop into our showroom, or check out Bushy'sFW.com. Bushy's Windows, Doors, and Remodeling, your clear choice. Your clear choice is Bushy's. The Fighting Irish Fact of the Week is brought to you by our friends at the Wise Insurance Agency. Of the five longest regular season streaks in college football history, Notre Dame has ended three of them. Oklahoma 45 games, 1957. Miami 36 games, 1988. And Clemson 36 games last Saturday. Call Ron Wise at the Wise Insurance Agency or go to thewiseinsuranceagency.com and get an auto or home quote in less than five minutes. Introducing Flight by Yingling, the next generation of light beer. For those who don't follow trends, but craft them. Flight by Yingling is 12 ounces of uncompromised refreshment from America's oldest brewery. With only 2.6 grams of carbs and 95 calories, this is premium refreshment, six generations in the making. Don't just raise a glass, raise the bar. Flight by Yingling. Now available wherever beer is sold. DG Yingling and Sun Incorporated. Pottsville, Pennsylvania. Please enjoy responsibly. Now back to Fighting Irish Preview with your host, Phil Halk. This is Fighting Irish Preview, the number two ranked Irish are at Boston College this week. TV coverage on ABC starts at 3.30 p.m. South Bend time. And it's now time for the all-time Irish hero. Brought to you by the Marina at Lake Gage. Chris Craft, Master Craft, and Premier Pontoons. We share your boating passion. This week, we continue our series on the great pass receivers of the Brian Kelly years. When Equiminius St. Brown, a 6'5", 200-pound, four-star receiver out of Anaheim, California, committed to the Irish in 2015, I looked at his name and said out loud, oh no, (laughs) another name to figure out how to pronounce. Well, maybe he won't pan out and I won't have to. Well, an Irish illustrated colleague, not you, Tim Priester, somebody else, heard me say that and suggested I would need to get to work on it because St. Brown was going to have an impact, and he did. St. Brown, it would seem, has athletics in his genes. Among his family of two brothers, one currently plays at Stanford and another at USC, and his father, John, is a former Mr. Universe bodybuilder who has groomed all of his sons to be athletes. Equiminius played little his freshman year, but burst onto the scene in 2016 as a sophomore with a tremendous season. Teaming up with Deshaun Kaiser, he grabbed 58 passes for 961 yards and nine touchdowns, and he was named the team's outstanding offensive player. Against Texas in the season opener, he caught two TDs, including a spectacular cartwheel into the end zone from 30 yards out. He filed that up with 33 catches, good for another 515 yards and four TDs in 2017, and once again was the team's leading receiver. Tim, St. Brown was a rare combination of size, speed, and leaping ability. That he was, and Equinemius was always easier to say than Uyangalele. But uh, <laughs> Good point. <laughs> he, he was. Well, he was involved in the block punt against uh, USC his freshman year that went for a touchdown at home. But, yeah, he really arrived in 2016. 
one of the few bright spots of a season with the 58 catches and nine touchdowns. And then dipped down a little bit in 2017 before he went to the NFL, but long and athletic and, and without a doubt that Texas performance, that debut performance is what I think most Notre Dame fans will always remember him by. Yeah. A couple of things about St. Brown fluent in French, German, and English, of course, Uh, His mother is a German citizen, and St. Brown has dual citizenship. And in 2017, he was a six-round draft pick of the Green Bay Packers, a team with which he is now making his mark. Equiminius St. Brown, another Marina at Lake Gage, all-time Irish hero. The Marina at Lake Gage, we love boats. And it's now time for the Aspen Mortgage Key to an Irish Victory. Tim, after a 6-7 and campaign a year ago, BC cut loose of Steve Adazio and brought in Ohio State defensive coordinator Jeff Halfley. Halfley has the Eagles this year at 5-3. and three. They've lost to number 12 North Carolina, number 23 Virginia Tech, and two weeks ago in a close one to Clemson. Last week, they outlasted Syracuse 16-13. The big story here, of course, is their transfer quarterback, Phil Jerkovic. A highly regarded high school prospect, Jerkovic struggled to find playing time at ND, And when Ian Book decided to come back for a fifth year, he moved on to Boston College. He quickly has earned a starting job and through eight games is completing 62% of his passes, averages 260 yards per game, throwing it, and has thrown 15 TDs and four interceptions. He's an effective runner, but he has taken a lot of sacks. While Jerkovic has been effectively passing, especially to his top receiver, Zay Flowers, who has caught 38, good for 600 yards, and six TDs, the running game has struggled. 110th out of 117 nationally, good for just 106 yards per game. BC's pro-style attack is 85th in the country in scoring and 91st in total offense. After a tough 2019 on the defensive side of the ball, the Eagles are improved to 38th in the nation in points allowed at 24.6 per game, and in total defense at 373 yards, but they are better at pass defense than against the run. Key players include linebacker Max Richardson, who leads the team in tackles, defensive end Maximilian Roberts, who is a disruptive player with four and a half sacks, and junior cornerback Brandon Sebastian, who leads a deep and talented secondary. BC has forced a lot of turnovers, having picked off seven passes and picked up seven fumbles. Overall, the Eagles are one of the worst teams in the nation when it comes to committing penalties, averaging 74.5 negative yards per game. And at 5-3, the Eagles cannot be ignored. And they do have a history of playing spoiler to the Irish. And they took the Clemson to the mat two weeks ago. Tim Priester, what is the Aspen mortgage key to an Irish victory? Well, Phil, Nerding clearly has an advantage running the ball and stopping the run in this game. So it'd be easy for me to say that, but I – I'm going to point to uh, the old phrase of pack your defense and special teams because you can you can go on the road and offensively leave some points on the field as we as we say and Notre Dame has done that. But if Notre Dame plays a level of defense that they're accustomed to, they they keep Phil Jerkovic in the pocket, and I think Notre Dame has a special teams advantage as well. Pack your defense and your special teams. And you'll move to 8-0 and stay number two in the country. All right. When you're traveling, bring along your defense and special teams. And if uh, the Irish uh, perform uh, to their standards, they'll be just fine. That is Tim Priester's Aspen Mortgage key to an Irish victory. And Tim Priester, who is this week's Aspen Mortgage key player for the Irish? 
Well, I, I pick an offensive player every week, week Phil, and we were, uh, I guess I got a little lucky with Avery Davis last week. And Mc, uh, Javon McKinley, I think, has a chance to have a good game here, and, but I, he's coming out of concussion protocol. I think it's back to Ben Skoranek. I think Ben Skoranek has a big game offensively. And then defensively, Kyle Hamilton doesn't have an interception yet. He gets his first first one this weekend against his old teammate, Phil Dracovic. All right, Kyle Hamilton is going to have a game against his old teammate. That is your Aspen Mortgage key player this week. And also Ben Skoranek. Aspen Mortgage, for all your mortgage needs, call 486-LOAN. And it's now time for the Injury Report, brought to you by Indiana Physical Therapy. Your choice for physical therapy now at 20 Indiana locations. Tim, how do the Irish stand health-wise going in to the BC game? We'll see about Javon McKinley. He didn't take contact this week, but he's fully cleared, so he should be back in the running. But you know how those things can go. It might take another week for him to be back to the level that he was against Clemson. Braden Lindsay is definitely going to need another week. He will not play this weekend. They'll have the bye week, and he'll be back in action against North Carolina. Okay, both guys who are limited are receivers, uh, but the receiving core coming around nonetheless. Thanks, Tim, and that is the Indiana Physical Therapy Injury Report. And it's now time for the world-famous Irish Illustrated Prediction brought to you by irishillustrated.com. Tim Priester Vegas says the Irish by 13 and a half. What does America's foremost authority say? I see this as another low-scoring game, uh, which is the direction that last weekend's game was going until it went into overtime. I, I can just see the offense not just being quite up to par. Uh, I, I, I just got to see Ian Book st- stack some games together to believe that we're going to see the same Ian Book that we saw last week. But Boston College is going to have a very difficult time scoring. Uh, and, and it's just a matter of how much, how deep into the 30s will Notre Dame go. I'm going to go with Notre Dame 35, Boston College 13. Notre Dame 35, Boston College 13. That is Tim Priester's world-famous Irish Illustrator prediction. Well, Tim, my ruse worked last week because I really thought that Notre Dame would beat Clemson, but I went ahead and predicted of course, that Clemson would win, so therefore using reverse psychology, it worked out. So this week, I'm back to where I normally am, and I'm really close to you. Jeff Hafley's defensive background as a coach seems to have had a positive influence on one side of the ball. That's the defensive side, at least against the pass. And Phil Jerkovic on the other side has had a positive influence, but the lack of a running game is just so obvious of a factor but that's going to give Clark Lee a real good opportunity to scheme against these guys. They're going to hold the points down. Notre Dame, 37. Boston College, 10. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, Phil. Go Irish. And thanks for listening to Fighting Irish Preview. Special thanks to Jim Shovelin, Art Salzberg, and studio producer Adam Schenkel. Fighting Irish Preview is the copyrighted property of Judge Phil Productions. Just back from his triumphant tour of Micronesia and back by popular demand, it's the fighting Irish poet, Sir Philip Houck. Thank you, thank you. Oh, you are so kind. Oh, I love you too. Thank you, thank you so much. <clears throat> I call this one the glow of 8 and 0. 2020, the college football year of COVID 
We've loved our Irish and we voted. A bye week ranked number two at 8 0. Let's review the games and enjoy the glow. Week one, the Dukies, they were tough. Valiantly fought to call our bluff. But we got to know a man named Kyren. Running the football became his playpen. Next up, South Florida, Charlie Jr. coaching him up, a guru of offense. An ND guy sends a pup. The defense tenacious. And Sebo a stud. A 52-0 bashing. Charlie's offense a dud. Game 3, Florida State. They came to town looking to avoid an Irish beatdown. But points were cheap. Kyron Williams ran wild. The once great Seminoles again were defiled. The Cardinal next came looking to spoil the role. Jonathan Dore for a half, the offense's soul. The O-line then inflicted insult and injury. A brutal close game ended in victory. The Pitt Panthers then hosted the first game on the road. Proud of their defense, Narduzzi's blather flowed. The Irish offense showed balance. Skoranek scored two. Ian Book in the defense led another breakthrough. On the road against Georgia Tech, the Irish favorites to blow out the rambling wreck. 31-13 win, just an oh-hum day, but a perfect 6-0 with number one on the way. The game had been circled. Kelly had to admit, the Irish greeted Clemson with old-school spirit. Ian, Kyron, McKinley, Davis, the defense, and number one went down. A monster step taken towards an elusive national crown. Now, the Irish have gone to 8-0 at BC. Skoranek and Book, they hooked up for three. Penalties and turnovers, a bit of a mixed bag. But the glow of 8-0 is something to brag. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, you are wondrous. I owe it all to the Irish. Three more to go. We can do this. Then the playoffs. Thank you, thank you so much. You are so kind. Thank you, thank you.